Hello and welcome to the Learn Chinese Insights podcast brought to you by ChineseLearnOnline.com, your progressive online Mandarin course. In each episode, we interview someone who has learned Chinese as a second language to find out how they learned it and what they're doing with it now. Now, in our last episode, we were interviewing Steve Eigelhart. Uh, this is part two of our interview with him. Now, when we left off, uh, he was talking about his vitamin business and how he felt the market was limited for growth. So, Steve, uh, what did you do from then on? What did you move on to? After I did the, um, I continued doing the vitamin business. Then we moved on to uh, skin care. Okay. Okay. So, cosmetics, skin whitener, um, things like that. Mm-hmm. And that was a real challenge for me to me to do because being uh, um african-american okay for me to sell skin whitener to taiwanese women was a f- <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> that, that was a feat so you could totally imagine <laughs> you know what 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 that was and uh, and we had to explain you know i had to grab their hand put a little skin whitener on it you know rub it one of my fingers, and you know how the the, the um, people do at the department stores. Uh-huh. We had to do tests. We had to um, show people, put on a suit, explain to them how it can keep your skin clear, mm-hmm. and so many things. And we had to sell eye cream, Terrier cream, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. Okay. So it was it was, and we actually, you know, it actually sold. <laughs> so I was I was shocked, you know, I was perplexed that, you know, me being right. who I am to sure. sell skin whitener to some of the most um, vain, <laughs> paranoid, <laughs> wanting white skin people in Asia. Okay, <laughs> it was successful for a sure. time. Now, yeah. would you would you say were there lessons you had learned from your previous venture that you applied to this one that made it more successful? Well, it was a transition from, you know, uh, supplements to, um, it's both, you know, supplements to, uh, skincare. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was probably, I could attest the, um, the, uh, things I learned or from having a, uh, living, growing up with a mother, a sister, and a female cousin all in the same house. And watching them you know, use skincare and special soaps and lotions and things like that, so I kind of, you know, kind of knew what it was. Okay, just had to get up and learn the Chinese um, behind it to right. be able to explain it Mandarin. But once that was done, it was no problem. It was fine. But I mean, what the how the locals use it and apply it? There must be some differences, right? <sighs> you know. To tell you the truth, I once I sold it, then I just would have bought my business because I had to I had to uh, train the staff uh-huh. at the um, at the stores. Okay. So we went from the the top of Taiwan to the bottom of Taiwan from mm-hmm. from probably we'll say from Geelong all the way to uh, Kaohsiung. Mm-hmm. All the the stores that that particular uh, chain store had, and we had to train the staff. And they oh. would have, you know, meetings, monthly meetings, bi-monthly meetings. And we would train them, 
and you know how to use the product and explain the product. And it it was it was it, it went well for a time. Mm-hmm. It went well for a time. I mean, you 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 have to put it into perspective. Taiwan is a small country, and uh, for you to build this from one one year someone running around with your degree to authenticate it because they don't believe it's you uh-huh. two years later three years later you're you know training a staff selling skin whitener that's right. quite a quite a um uh, a difference in uh situation so sure. it was it was something right it was it was interesting uh it was an interesting ride and uh, now you had mentioned earlier that when you walk into such a situation, uh, being an expat, the the initial reaction is they get scared. Oh, who is this guy? You know, what does he want? Do you find like once you start speaking to them in Chinese and they can see, okay, obviously he can speak Chinese. Does that kind of calm them down? It does, but at that time, this is and it, now it's we're in uh, two we're in uh, two thousand sixteen, right? Mm-hmm. At that time. That was 18 years ago, mm-hmm. 19 years ago, something like that. It, it, there was a sense of calmness, but it wasn't what it is today. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I have literally 20 more years of of Chinese speaking under my belt, sure. 20 years of culture under my belt. So at that time, you know, it wasn't as is is you know you would make more. Um, Chinese mistakes mm-hmm. and people would see you and you're younger now right. I'm older so they figure I'm older and wiser at that time I was young and mm-hmm. bright-eyed and you know my knowledge of the world was limited and I couldn't read people as well as I can today okay. but it did help because when you have to speak to so many different people then you start you know you start picking up you know your lines of what you have to say and you can see tell by their reactions and you have to, you know, kind of like play along and make it friendly. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, the uh, the uh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed uh, bunny rabbit in the room <laughs> for a while. So people can, you know, they won't be afraid of you because, you know, I'm not a small guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they see me and I don't want them to be afraid. I want them to like my product. So they like me, then probably they will like my product too. Sure. <laughs> because there's so many products out there. Now, in this process... Were there any advantages you found of being an expat? Yeah. People, when you would do the uh, in-store demonstrations, people walk up because, you know, there's a expat in the suit. Yeah. Like uh, if you go to a department store, then probably you've seen uh, at, at uh, some of the larger department stores, you've seen uh, some uh, makeup artists that were expats, mm-hmm. and they were putting makeup on women's faces, and there was a line. People watched them, oh. taking photos. Like that. This is before, you know, smartphone and photos. <laughs> so there's no photos of me, you know, rubbing face cream and, you know, uh-huh. uh, giving, washing women's faces. Uh-huh. <laughs> but some of that did happen. Okay. <laughs> so this, this is a fact. Right. Um, but people, the, the, the cream sold well until uh, the factory sent us defective goods and then oh. the business crashed. Oh, okay. So what are you doing now? Now we do uh, trade, we do uh, product sourcing, we do uh, components, we do watches. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we 
we do different different businesses. I see. So, and overall, I assume now you'll be staying here for the long term. Uh, I think uh, the half of the long term is over. Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how many. Uh, how many twenty-seven years I have sure. in front of me? Fair enough. But I'm hoping I have more, many more. Sure. But yeah, well, I'm 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 here for the for the long haul. That's right. So looking back through your journey, um, is there anything you would have done differently? No. So every, everything had had its place and and helped you somewhat. Yeah, everything. You know, when you look back, you only think about the things that um, you didn't do. Mm-hmm. But basically, we did, er- we, I, did everything that that uh, that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Not everything that I could have done, but everything that I wanted to do. And to be able to lead a life of doing things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you did okay, not a huge amount of success, but, you know, you did good enough so, you know, you can keep on moving forward and you can live without regrets. Sure. I think that's the, that's the key to things. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, basically, the only thing I can say is um, doing a business here is a challenge. Doing a business in the early stages was a feat. Mm-hmm. Because the laws were different, sure. The um, everything was different, right? The banking system was different. Everything was different. So, for someone who wanted to follow your path today, doing everything you did all the way from coming here to going to university to uh, starting a business and everything, all those things must be much easier today, right? I think so. Yeah, because they're um. Even the, the first of all coming here, there there pro university programs that are taught in English, mm-hmm. okay, and um, then you can learn Chinese simultaneously when you're doing your degree, so then you don't waste so much time, mm. okay. And also, uh, if you want to start a business, you just go and apply for a business license, and you mm-hmm. can start a business. <laughs> You know, you show them some money or whatever the requirement is now, mm-hmm. well, then you could do that. And you can you can start so many different sorts of businesses. Mm-hmm. And the import laws are different. And everything is so different. When we, you have to apply for an import card mm-hmm. for your company to import products. Now, any company, as long as you have a um, tax ID number, you can import anything you want. Sure. You know, not anything, but, you know, anything, any legal product, you can import anything you want. Right. So. so for someone who, like an expat living here now, who wants to take his Chinese to the next level, like to get the fluency, would you recommend this university degree as a way to do that? Or is there something else you'd recommend they do? University degree. Really? Yeah. Because that kind of forces you to... You 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 go to school. We'll say six to eight hours a day. Uh huh. Okay, for four years. <laughs> you take you take so many different subjects, right? Right. Every 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 two hours, you take a different subject. 
Mm-hmm. So, or every yeah, every two hours you take a different subject. Right. You have to take probably Mandarin at nighttime. Mm-hmm. So there's some days you'll go to school from eight o'clock in the morning until five o'clock in the afternoon. Right. School and work are different. Yeah. If if you can go through the program, no matter how smart you are yeah. or how not smart you are, you still will learn many things about the culture, the people, the history, so many subjects you can you can talk talk on. Hmm. So many different things. It's a it's an opportunity that a lot of people that uh, are in uh, Western countries who mm-hmm. have trouble paying for university or whatever, yeah. uh, they should come out here and they should go to university. And they give out a lot of scholarships here. Scholarships. Uh, when we when I started university here, it was twelve thousand five hundred NT a semester. Okay, that's four hundred dollars wow. a semester at yeah, that time. Good. Yeah, it was very good. My <laughs> mother was so happy. She said, "Son, school is so cheap here. You can get a PhD. I'll pay for it." <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, that's how much it was then. Now it's a bit more expensive, but yeah. it's a great opportunity. Sure, yeah, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, it's interesting with all the the challenges and experiences you've mentioned. You know, going across Taiwan, training all these people. You still mentioned the university degree is the most challenging thing you did. It. It's the hardest uh-huh. because you you go into a culture and a language that you can understand somewhat. Mm-hmm. But you come out. You know, I mean, you you don't know everything, but you you have the um, opportunity to gain so much insight, mm-hmm. and and it's super intensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super intensive. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a very fascinating insight on your journey. I appreciate that, and I'd be happy to to forward any comments that people have about this episode to you. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, Steve. Okay, have a great day.